What's up, healthy family? Community Manager Jordan here with another episode of Coffee Chat, where I sit down with my co-host, Head Coach Lisa, and talk about all the things that will help you in your health and wellness journey. What's up, healthy family? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee Chat with my co-host, Head Coach Lisa. Today's topic, turn your goals into plans. This is going to be a good one because we have just gotten over the hump of Thanksgiving. New Year's is coming, 2023, and we need to make sure that we have our goals prepared and our goals in mind and how we are going to get them done. Lisa, what's up? Thank you for joining me. Hey, nice to be with you again. First of all, how is your Thanksgiving? Uh, I am one of those weird people who I don't celebrate a lot of the holidays. My family aren't here. They're not uh, They're not available or around. Uh, they were both working and lived so far away. And I did get invited down to Sandy's, you know, the mm-hmm. lady that I cook for. Yeah. But I didn't go this year. I have gone in previous years. So for me, it was just another day at home. <laughs> it, was, it was same, same. But that's not a bad thing. It was just the way that it worked out this year. No, I know. And so that's why I was asking because I know like for me, I had a lot to go to just because we have a big family here in Northwest Indiana. And so like I was ready to get this episode going because it is now we're recording this on the 29th of November. Thanksgiving is done. We're pushing through to the new year. And a lot of us have goals in mind. So Let's talk about how we should turn those goals into actual plans that we can get this stuff done. Yeah. And I think one of the things when we start talking about it's coming up to the beginning of the year, not everybody... I mean, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. We we know that. And we've seen that, especially within the health and fitness and wellness industries. A lot of people restart at the beginning of the year and they're like, okay, let's do this. So there are a bunch of people who don't do resolutions and there's nothing that says that you can't start now. You know, you don't have to wait until the beginning of the year. There's no harm in waiting until the beginning of the year. But one of the things that I know we've talked about before is defining the difference between a goal that you give yourself and then how you keep yourself accountable and how do you actually make that work? Like I can have all the goals that I want, but if I don't work out a system of putting into place specific things that let me move forward towards that goal and that I can, you know, mark off as successes, then it's really just this kind of airy theory that floats around and it motivates us really strongly in the beginning. And then if we keep it as just a goal and just a theory, a lot of times it's easy to lose a bit of that motivation and the whole goal loses steam, especially if the goal that we make is something that is, it's going to in reality be long-term. And I know with a lot of us that have a large amount of weight to lose, just as an example, if you set your only goal to be losing 100 pounds, that can become overwhelming and feel like it's just not doable. And the first time that something happens that knocks you off of that path, it's harder and harder to get back on because the goal seems unachievable. So one of the things that I always tell people to do, and this is, if you guys have been with us for a while, you know I've talked about having been a dog trainer for 25 years and 
one of the things that I really had to impress on clients is if you're trying to teach a dog a new behavior, you don't jump to the end of what that behavior looks like without giving them some training wheels first. So you want to break these these things that you're trying to teach down into little individual chunks. And that's what I want you guys to do when you start thinking about your goals. I want you to think about, first of all, how can I break this down into a goal that feels achievable, but still gets me where I'm going? And then secondly, how do we break that goal down into like step steps, you know, things that we can physically check off or mark off or put a sticker on a calendar? So I'm going to put Jordan in the hot seat because I know a lot of times you guys listen to me talk. (laughs) So I'm going to pick on him this week. And Jordan, thinking about that, give me a goal that you want to set for yourself that possibly is part of a bigger goal, but but let's take the first baby chunk. Do you have a somewhat short-term goal that you want to work on? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, kind of to go back a little bit on what you were saying about like somebody that needs to lose 100 pounds being like, oh, my goal is to lose 100 pounds. It can seem so daunting. Like for me, you know, right now, I'm sitting down thinking to myself that I can't wait to lose another 40 pounds. Like it's not 100 pounds. It's not, you know, it's not 100 pounds lost or 150 pounds lost like some people, but 40 pounds is still 40 pounds that like I will get to my goal. And when I think about that, even though it's only 40 pounds, it still feels as daunting as if I was telling you that I need to lose 100 pounds or 150 pounds. And that's where it kind of gets you to where you have one bad off day and you're like, forget it, forget it. It's not going to happen. And so like to break that down into I want to lose 40 pounds, what's something achievable for me short term that I know can be done? You know, I'll just I'll be real. I you know, coming off of Thanksgiving, I told myself, I'm going to enjoy my family, enjoy my friends, enjoy all the things. But come that Monday of after Thanksgiving, like your boy Jordan's back on track, just like I was before. And so my little goal that I have is honestly, as, as silly as it sounds, is to consecutively stay on track for the rest of the year, for the rest of these five weeks that we have or something like that until the end of the year is really that small goal for me. Because when I look at it like tracking for five weeks, five weeks is going to come and go. Like Instead of being like, oh, hey, if it takes you a year and a half to lose 100 pounds, that year and a half was going to go by no matter what. That's kind of where I am right now is like, no matter what, come the new year, 2023, it's going to come no matter what. Right, right. Okay, so so that's fantastic. I think that's a really good example of how you can take that that larger goal of 40 pounds whenever it comes and we break that down into, okay, so let's take that out of the theory and let's put it into practice and how are we going to do that? And your your first smaller goal is to stay on track until the end of the year. So, okay, so now we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. And this is the same thing that I, that I ask all my dog training clients to do. And I'm not comparing you to a dog. <laughs> uh, but it is I, okay. So I want you to think about three definitive actionable steps that you can take that will support you staying on track until the end of the year. Okay. So let's, we're going to leave the 40 pounds out of it for now because that's the bigger goal on the horizon. And let's just look at this 
bite out of it. What is, what's one thing that you can do to help yourself stay on track? Ooh, this is, you know, I hate being put on the spot. (laughs) All right. So the one thing literally that comes to mind when I think about staying on track for the, like the end of the year is that like, I just want to, you know, make sure I'm tracking every day and doing something accountable for that. And so like, for me, I think to make sure that I can stay accountable for it, not only is opening my tracker, but as silly as it sounds, is I did it yesterday. I did it this morning. It's just that accountability in the social media world, especially in our healthy universe, or on Instagram, putting in my stories and being like, kitchen is closed. Here's my day. I'm doing this for myself. That is like the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So are you telling me that you are going to post on Insta or somewhere else every day accountability from now to the end of the year? Is that your, is that step one? Is that my final answer? Yes. Is that your final answer? (laughs) Okay. So now does this include weekends? Because I know you got a lot going on in your life. So are you committed to being able to to do this seven days a week? Or do we need to, for the reality of things, make it five days a week? Not that you won't necessarily track those other two days, but are you committing to five or seven days of posting that? Yeah, I never thought of that. Let's do Monday through Friday. I'll give you all a recap on Monday. Right. And I, and you know, I think that that's, and I'm not picking on you, but I think that we have to look at the reality of your life and everything that you've got going on with not only the holidays that everybody has, but also the extra stuff with everything that's going on with housing and your family. And, you know, you have church commitments and, and your weekends are really full. So I was kind of trying to give you a little out there. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to check on you on Monday to Friday, and we're going to see what's been going on. All right? Everybody everybody do a shameless plug, Clyde's Daily Life. Add (laughs) add me on Insta. You will find me in the stories telling y'all that how my day was. <laughs> Insta stalk him. And if he misses a day, poke me. him. Poke him in Insta. Send him a message and be like, uh, uh, um, yes. where's your tracker, young man? Yes. All right. So give me another one. We're going to do three. That's a great first one. Give me another one. So thinking wise, my second would be something that I practiced in the past that I haven't done in a very, very long time. And it's, I really need to get back to pre-planning my breakfast and lunches. Okay. So what is it that like, how do you think that's going to help? Or how has not following through with that affected your ability to stay on track? Like, how do you think that is going to help you? Yeah. So like, I've always been the type of person that, and I've spoken about this a hundred times, I feel like on any of the podcasts I do or anything like that is that when I come home from work, so when I get home from the office every day, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will feel can feel the same way. But like when I come home from work, the last thing I want to think about is, do I have enough bites for dinner? Do I have enough daily allowance for my dinner? I before when I would when I honestly lost all my weight before I would meal plan my breakfast and lunch meal prep breakfast like overnight oats egg bites stuff like that something quick and easy with my protein shakes or my protein coffees and then for lunch I would just honestly have a low carb wrap with deli maybe some veggies some chip, baked chips or something like that but I kept my bites a certain amount for breakfast and lunch 
That way, when I came home from dinner, I had more bites than I actually needed for dinner. And it took the stress off. So like my kids love, love, love like macaroni and cheese, you know, as a side. And we all know, like even it, even the plan that I'm on, Conquer Cravings, that really, you know, doesn't penalize a lot for you. It still is a lot of bites for a cup of macaroni and cheese. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't want to instill that in my kids of being like, oh, daddy's on a diet or oh, mommy's on a diet. You know, all this stuff. Like I want to make sure that when I'm sitting down with my kids, that I'm making sure that my veggies are upped, that my protein is there. But, you know, if my daughter or my son's like, you're not eating, why are you eating macaroni and cheese, dad? I don't want to be like, oh, because I can't. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you know that you have already figured out prepped and ready, low point breakfast and lunch, then you know that you're saving half of your points, three quarters of your points for dinner. So if you come home and Brit's already fixed something and you didn't know what was happening, right? Like you didn't discuss it beforehand or or it isn't a, a specific plan to something that you already have a recipe for and you've already tracked. You want to feel comfortable that you can walk in the door, be with your family, provide a good role model of healthy eating for and with them and not have to stress about it. And if one of the ways that that happens for you is to do those breakfasts and lunch ahead of time, then I think that's a fantastic example of how you can stay on track. And then I think that if I already have half of my day or three quarters of my day already tracked and already good, then I'm more likely to stay on track for that other quarter. Like I find that, you know, something this is like, it's still on topic, but like last night, my mother-in-law had probably from six months ago, Weight Watchers was having like a huge sale online of like their food or whatnot. Like, I don't know if anybody like has had their, you know, any of their food products or anything, but it was like a mug cake type thing. Like it was low calorie. It was like a hundred calorie chocolate mug cake. And so like last night, because I am staying with my in-laws right now until we're done buying our house that we are right now, or I'm, I'll probably be there for another month or two. You know, one thing is that my father-in-law loves is brownies. I mean, it's like literally three times a week, my wife is making her dad brownies. <laughs> and so like for me, it's easier when you're not tracking to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to have a little slice of brownie. Now, yes, can I have brownies on my plan? Can I have brownies in my lifestyle? Absolutely. But like for me last night, I only had a certain amount of bites left for the day. And so I knew that it would bring me over to my weeklies to eat like, you know, a sliver of that brownie. So instead I had her like mug cake and stuff and did like fat-free Cool Whip on top. And it was delicious for like literally three bites is what it was on Hunger Cravings. But... And I would think, and I and tell me if this is right, because when you said this, it, it it kind of if you were to wait and open your tracker after dinner and you had tracked nothing during the day. So what you're seeing is a blank page. Do you find that for you, that would make you less likely to go back, track everything, and just be like, oh, I'm sure I was okay. I'll just start tracking tomorrow. Oh, most, like most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. And it would definitely. And I'm a lot of people like message me, comment below, let me know. But like, I know there are so many people out there that do that. And that also, like, if they don't, if they're just like throughout the day, we get so busy with life that throughout the day, I'll track that later. I'll track that later. I'll track that later. Even if we after dinner open up our tracker to track the day, 
How many times are we just like, whatever, I'll do it tomorrow? I'm not even sure. Yeah, just like when you were saying that seeing that tracking that you'd already done breakfast and lunch. And if you guys don't know, if you're new to the app and you're not sure about this, there's two ways that, that you can do this much more easily for yourself. The first way is that if you have something that you eat on repeat, make it as a recipe in Recipe Builder. And then everything is there. You can still edit it if you need to. But if Jordan was going to have egg bites three days a week and he made it as a recipe, then he would only have to create the recipe once, which takes the exact same amount of time that it does to track every ingredient on its own anyway. And then you can just go copy the next day and you can do that with one line item. So if he knew that he was going to eat the same thing, you know, for four days out of the week, he could just take the 30 seconds that it takes to basically just go copy the next day, copy the next day, copy the next day. And then that's already done. And I guess I hadn't really thought about that because you and I track very differently. I am like super obsessive tracker and I generally have pre-tracked the night before. It doesn't mean I don't edit if something happens and I end up not feeling well and not having whatever I was going to have for dinner, then I, yes, I will delete that entire section and like and retrack it. But that was a really valid point, I think, for people who who don't like tracking or who are just really, really busy. And I, I thought about that. I wondered if when you got to the end of the day, if you saw a blank screen, are you more likely to just not, you know, just to not track and assume that the day was okay and then move on. So I think that's a really powerful realization is to think about which kind of person are you? Are you somebody like me who tracks everything? Are you somebody like Jordan who has a life (laughs) and who has things to do? And, you know, the reality is that tracking isn't always the easiest or in the forefront. And so now that you You've made this commitment and we're all going to bug you on Insta. We're gonna, <laughs> you've got five weeks of five days. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, well, like my thing is, you know, it's something as simple as that can just set you up for success. Like, you know how they yeah. say, oh, if you go, if you're wanting to go to the gym, gym to the mar- tomorrow, you're, you're probably going to need to pull out your gym clothes the night before. That way it's all ready to go because that excuse won't be there in the morning of, oh, my gym clothes were dirty or, oh, yeah. I don't want to, you know, all this stuff, whatever. And that's kind of the same thing like with this like breakfast and lunch because like the easy, the easier we can make this. And this is just coming from, from me, for example. And you can probably say the same thing, Lisa. The easier we make our journey the the better we are to stay focused on it and to you know make it a lifestyle. So like for me, like, you know, I do like I jokingly tell my wife, like me and my wife always joke about this to other people, like especially with like inflation and all that stuff, like the price of everything. Like we always joke and we're like, but McDonald's still has their 99 cent app offer for iced coffee because like me and my wife are iced coffee fanatics. Like we have one every single day for McDonald's for 99 cents. You know what I mean? And that's like something we look forward to. And so like something as easy as I get the sugar-free vanilla with extra ice and it's three and a half bites, something like that on Conquer Cravings. Like just like what you said before, like make it a recipe. I just have that already when I wake up. Like I know like it's 2.20 right now. We're recording this episode. Probably 99% sure after this, 
I'm going to go to McDonald's down the road and get my 99 cent iced coffee for the day. And it's already pre-tracked and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Now, you know, that's so that brings up another a really good sort of thing that we need to be thinking about at this time of year. And that's that, you know, the thinking ahead thing. And so when you're when you're looking at how to stay on track between now and the end of the year, this particular chunk of time is very different than other times of the year, because I don't know about you, but a lot of people have not only like Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever they have that they are celebrating in terms of like that holiday. But then a lot of people have things going on for New Year's. And there's, for whatever weird reason, a lot of birthdays, anniversaries, and other sort of celebrations that kind of happen around. A lot of people seem to get married around New Year's or there's kind of, for most people, a lot going on in that chunk of about six weeks. Is that something that you have to consider when you're talking about staying on track? Uh, Yes. So like one big thing for me and my wife is, is New Year's Eve. So for probably the last four or five years, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law host this amazing New Year's party. We all have kids. I think all of our kids are under the age of 13. And so we've been doing this for the last five years. And it's just like our kids look forward to it every year because they get to stay up till midnight and pop balloons every hour and all this stuff. But like they get to play all night. But like as adults, it's like something we look forward to with like food and our own games and all that stuff. And that was one thing like we had gotten a text message already for the details. And this year we're doing a, uh, like a board party, like charcuterie board party. So like every family is going to bring their own charcuterie board of like different things. Like you've seen it on TikTok to where like, Oh, one's going to do like the fast food charcuterie. So maybe it's like, you know, some fries and some Taco Bell tacos, you know, stuff like that. Other people are going to do like, Oh, I want to do all the breads and blah, blah, blah. So That is one thing that I thought of, like, that I've been thinking of is like, how can I manage this for when New Year's Eve comes? So is that like another holiday where there are leftovers and you only like you have to consider what's going to happen to all the food after? Or is it that one isolated event X number of hours and when it's done, it's done. Because I know people, I've done uh, boards before, before the whole butter board and everything else thing that suddenly went viral. Um, (laughs) But, you know, just like your traditional, say, Mediterranean board. So you had a lot of your prosciuttos and hams and cheeses and olives and feta and things like that. And so how have you guys, well, I guess you probably haven't done this particular style before, but do you think, will you have to contend with leftovers or just this one event? Oh, definitely just this one event. Um, We have a lot of people that go to this party But I mean, even from before, like we would kind of make it a theme. So maybe it was like a taco bar theme one year, you know, all this other stuff. But there are literally so many children. I think all of us together, we have like 10 or 12. And so like just them alone, plus all of us adults. (laughs) What you're saying is there's not a lot of food left. There's not a lot of food left. So I don't think that I'm going to have to worry about it come like the new year, like January 1st, be like, Oh my gosh, I have so much leftovers from this big party or whatnot. I guess it's just trying to figure out, you know, I'm a big advocate of like memories over macros. And so like, I don't want to, like, I want to think about this a day in advance, like not a day in advance, but like enough time in advance to know that, hey, 
you know, I can bring my own type of food to the charcuterie board party and maybe it'll be a lot of fruits and a lot of different things that I can not really fill up on, but cover my plate with and then still enjoy like the chicken wing here and some, you know, deep fried macaroni balls. I'm just saying like, that's what they've done in the past. And, you know, stuff like that, but kind of like... <laughs> you know, they'll be it. there this year too. Yes. But just like, you know, have it all even itself out. But then also, I think staying on track until the end of the year, like this is also me just preparing myself mentally to know that even if I had everything planned, even if I had told myself this and told myself that and was just going in it head first and being like, nope, this is the plan. It's what it is. That I am still going to wake up January 1st. This is kind of like what me and you have talked about before and what you always say too, Lisa. It's like, one night is not going to derail everything because I can, work, you know, yeah. I can let you know in the next five weeks of honestly tracking, I could be down. I mean, even if I lost a pound a week, I could be down five pounds. That doesn't mean that New Year's Eve night, the party is going to make me, it might show five pounds up on the scale the next day from all the sodium and everything else, but I didn't derail my whole entire progress of those five weeks just in one night. It's just not there. Well, so I was thinking about that. And, you know, we were talking about how being prepared. What if between now and then, you think about things that you have seen that are more than likely going to be there in some way or another? And if you just were, if you knew, for example, that somebody was probably going to bring tacos, if you just go to Taco Bell and you look up the points of a crunchy taco and you just kind of like, you're almost making yourself a, if this was there, then I know ahead of time, instead of having no idea what it could be, if you just spent, if you just did a couple of items a day and you just made yourself a little list and you're like, hey, if this shows up this year, this is two points, this is five points, this is 22 points. And you know how, and then again, you're going in prepared, but you're not trying to take away from the experience when you're there. You know, you're not looking up things. Oh, I don't know if I should have this. How many points is it? And yes, there'll be things that you didn't know was going to be there. And there are going to be things that you want to try and one thing that I think a lot of people do is if you try something and it is not particularly tasty, do, do you finish it anyway because you put it on your plate and you take the hit for all the points and then you get home and you're like, that was not worth the calories. That was not worth the points. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you went into it with a plan where you're like, all right, this deep fried mac and cheese ball sounds pretty awesome. And you take half a bite of it and you're like, you know what? It's a little dry and it's not really that cheesy. It's not that good. Can you give yourself permission to not eat it and then not take the hit for the points and find something else that you do like? Almost. Definitely. And I know that nobody wants to waste food, but I'm sure with all the kids around, you can be like, hey, <laughs> not yeah. that I'm going to pick on your kids, but you can be like, hey, do you want a macaroni and cheese ball? Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, no, yeah. Definitely. No, definitely. So I think if you can go in with an idea that when you look at the spread, you can know really roughly how much something is and you can give yourself permission to not eat those things that are not as great. I, Sarah and I were talking, um, 
I was having a craving for donuts the other day and I never eat donuts. It was a whole like shark week thing. And I was just like, <laughs> I want a Bavarian cream donut. <laughs> and um, so we were talking about that and I don't have, we don't have Dunkin's or Krispies or anything around here. Like I can't, I, I mean, I guess Kroger sells donuts, but anyway. Um, and we, got, we started talking about Little Debbie and she and I were both talking about how long it had been since we'd had like a zebra cake. That used to be my favorite Little Debbie. And I had one, I, I don't know, it's been ages ago. I mean, it's probably been a couple of years. I just bought it from Dollar General one day on my way home. And I remember how very different it tasted. It was waxy, like the the actual icing part was waxy and yeah. didn't feel pleasant in my, you know, and, and I was like, and it doesn't taste the same and the cake was different. And so basically my whole point in that was I had, I still ate it, but after the first bite, I knew that it wasn't particularly tasty and I didn't really want it, but I ate it anyway, cause I bought it, you know? So yeah, if, no. if you can, if you can, if that's a habit that we can break and be okay with throwing out or or getting rid of food that isn't worth it points wise taste wise calorie wise no so. exactly and then it's also one of the things just like what we had said before is this you know if if we all decide going into any of the holidays or any birthday parties or anything and the best you can do is just be present and have a good time and enjoy those memories that's one meal is not going to make you a failure is not going to make you feel like, oh my gosh, I've lost 75 pounds and I just went off the rails on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And I had somebody say to me the other day that in the course of two days, Thanksgiving and the day after, she had eaten six cookies. And she is in that case, she had lost 60 pounds. And she was like, I can't believe I let myself eat six cookies. And, you know, this is... And she she honestly felt that those six cookies completely invalidated all the hard work she'd done all year. And it, it is something that a lot of people have problems with. And I, I that's why I'm glad. I think our topic for next week is talking about self-talk and being kind to ourselves and how we're you know, handling things like that. So I think that's going to be a good upcoming um, chat with you too. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. So in the long run, you know, we all, all of our healthy members, anybody that's listening to this podcast, what me and Lisa want you to do is really sit down and think of kind of like what Lisa just did to me. Let's think of one thing that you guys can do in, until the end of the year, whether that's, you know what I mean, just tracking your breakfast or opening your tracker or, you know, getting, you know, if you're only somebody like me that is sedentary most of the day, getting in 2000 steps, you want to get in 4000 steps. Or, you know, if you only drink two water bottles a day and you need to drink three or four, doing something that you know that you can do for the for the remainder of the year, that way when you can check back in with us on the first of the year, because I'm pretty sure Lisa is going to ask me by the end of the year, first of the year, how did those five weeks go? And I would love for all of us to be able to say the same thing. Yeah, I, I, that's a that's a really good way to do it. So if you have a big goal and you need to chop it down, let's think about, throw it down in the comments. Let us know what you want to commit to from now to the end of the year. And it doesn't have to be to lose a specific amount of weight. Think about this from an overall health and wellness perspective. And like Jordan gave some great examples, what can you commit to doing 
around everything else that you have going on for the next five weeks. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being with me today. This was a great topic. It really got me, you know, thinking about my small term goal that I want. So please, everybody listening, do check in on me, you know, and I really think that I'm hoping that from what I have said and what head coach Lisa has said, will spark, we'll put some spark in your journey that you can do this again for the next five weeks until the new year, but then, you know, make this a lifestyle. So Lisa, do you have anything else you want to say to our guests or to our members? We are good to go this week. We will see you guys. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week and uh, go from there. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Let us know any of the topics that you want us to cover and we will do it. But until next time, my name is Jordan, as well as with head coach Lisa. We hope to have you listen to us again next week. Bye.